Well, welcome to the call. And uh, thanks for your patience this morning. Sometimes technology works with us, sometimes it works against us. So we're just grateful for technology either way. Um, so it's been, uh, gosh, a few weeks for us. Um, Natalie and I just got back from Europe. Um, we were on the presidential trip with all the owners and the, the uh, presidential diamonds. Um, wow, what an amazing trip that was. So, so grateful to the owners for their generosity and for their vision. Um, spending a week with them um, just reminds me that we are in such good hands. Um, we got to meet with um, the executives as well as um, some of the key players in the healthcare initiative. And um, gosh, just blows my mind what's possible. Um, we also um, got to see some parts of Europe that, um, that we haven't been able to spend much time in before. So we started in uh, Germany, um, took the uh, river cruise down through Austria and um, finished in Budapest. Um, and we also went through Slovakia. Um, so um, we got to spend a lot of quality time in, in Budapest um, and really learn some of the history of, of the area. And just, I mean, it just, I, I knew that communism fell in 89, but I, I don't think I'd done a lot of homework on just what the impact was um, outside of, you know, um, Eastern Germany and um, like that whole, that whole section of the world, basically, um, <clears throat> the world changed in 89. So, um, some of the takeaways for me, as we, uh, were walking around Munich, Germany, which is, um, one of the crucial places where Hitler, um, got his start. Um, we were reading about how, you know, world, Germany had just lost World War One, and the, um, the, um, the debt that they were in to the rest of the world after, because, you know, because of World War One, basically was this perfect climate of shame, right? They, they, the shame of losing the war, the shame of being in debt to everyone else, and that was the soil the fertile soil that um, that Hitler grew out of and and built his um, you know anti-semitism um, and his whole platform um, it was born in that climate of shame then we went to um, Budapest and we kept noticing that the tour, uh, the tour guide was saying you know this next place we're really not proud of this is where we lined up the Jews along the edge of the river, they took off their shoes and then we shot them and pushed them in the river. And then we go to the parliament building. She says, this next place we're really not very proud of. Um, this is where the, um, the Germans or the, the Soviets um, mowed down uh, over 20,000 uh, protesters who were protesting against communism and they were just killed um, by the tens of thousands. And, and so, again, we picked up that theme of, of shame and how, um, how many unhappy consequences there were 
of, um, of shame. So why do I bring this up today? Um, I just started Brene Brown's book, uh, Rising Strong, and, um, and it just um, reminds me how conscious we get to be of the cultures we're creating. Um, and anytime I visit um, a less, um, just a sad piece of history, um, whether it's Auschwitz or anywhere, um, I always ask myself, do I have, you know, what, which parts of this are still alive in me? Do I have any parts of me that, that try to force or try to manipulate? Do I have any parts of me that, that use um, terror in any shape or form to get what I want? And um, so I guess that's the question that I would have a sit in today is what are the, <clears throat> what are the aspects or, or what are the, the key features of the culture that you're creating? And um, what are you doing proactively to make sure shame is not part of that culture? Um, obviously, any of Brene Brown's books are um, excellent guidebooks for um, making that dialogue part of your leadership style and, and being intentional about <clears throat> how you lead and how to bring vulnerability into your dialogue so that um, shame can die. I mean, ultimately that's the goal of being vulnerable and creating a culture of vulnerability is um, to, to make it safe for us to have fears, to have worries, but to not, um, you know, um, to not let those run our lives, um, but, but instead to, to let faith, let hope, um, to let love be the guiding um, forces in our uh, culture. So again, the book that I just started is um, Rising Strong. Um, her latest book is called Dare to Lead. Um, <clears throat> I can't even tell you how much I love those two books. Um, just incredible um, practical tips for how to lead um, <clears throat> from that space of, of um, trust and create a culture of trust instead of culture of shame and, and fear. So those are a couple of thoughts from the, the visit and the stay in um, in the Eastern Bloc. So Central Eastern Europe really was beat up bad. And um, so we really got a front row look at that. Um, and um, thank you, Mark, for posting that link to the, um, Dare to Lead book. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Maybe you could post the Rising Strong too. Pretty sure that's the title. Yeah, Rising Strong, that's what it looks like. So, um, all right, well, let's go ahead and open it up to some questions. Um, if you're on Zoom, you can post your 
Uh, you can raise your hand. We'd love to bring you on live. You can turn off video if you choose. Um, or you can post your comments, your questions in the chat box. If you're on Facebook Live, you can post your questions in the comment box. So uh, who wants to start us off today? So who wants to start us off today? Go ahead and raise your hand if you want to come on live or push your question in the, in the chat box. Good to hear from you again, Daniela. You've got a question about um, launching new builders. Um, so um, the question is, what's my process and, and system for launching new builders? <clears throat> so um, obviously, um, the system is there to meet needs, right? Like everybody. We've talked already uh, several times about how we have multiple dimensions and we have unmet needs in each of those dimensions. So um, how, do we, um, how do we launch new builders? So the first thing that I see people um, skipping the most often is if they're launching a new builder, they, they might go straight to the build guide and never go back to the live guide. So what's the risk in launching a builder with just build or launch or even share build and launch? Um, the risk is <clears throat> that if they never em fully embrace the lifestyle of doTERRA, I promise you they will not go far. So we, um, if I'm talking to someone and you know feeling out their life and, and their needs, if their if their number one unmet need is business, we might start with the build guide, but I'm gonna make sure they get back and, and have a lifestyle overview within their first week. <clears throat> so we're gonna go through the live guide and we're gonna just go deep 
on all of their uh, physical needs. And we're also going to be touching on, you know, the emotional oils and the, that aspect of the oils. Um, then I'm going to take them to, um, in the build guide, um, the first three steps. And, and I love how the build guide makes those first three steps so simple. Um, one of them is a lifestyle overview. That's step number one. Number two is the share guide. Number three is the build guide. So why don't we go ahead and pull up that. Uh, in fact, I'll just share my screen so that you can see how we get there. So if I... <clears throat> Where's my Safari? There it is. Okay, so I'm gonna go to doTERRA's lovely new website. Hopefully everybody's seen the, the redesign. And then I'm going to go to um, Empowered. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, well, with the new website, I, uh, I'm not sure where they put the Empowered Success. So I'm gonna Google Empowered Success and it's gonna take me right there. So we go to the build guide and if we download that goodness, then um, it takes me to the, the three steps. So. The three steps are one, live the wellness lifestyle. So we're gonna give them a, a, a lifestyle overview. We're gonna take them through the share guide. And then step number three, we're gonna show them how to launch their business. So this is where I'm gonna fill out what their pace is. So do you wanna go really fast and push for elite in your first 30 days? Or do you wanna go a little more moderate? Or do you wanna go for a 90 day pace? Um, you know, and hit it in three months. So based on that information, um, I'm gonna know how to schedule their first classes. If they wanna hit elite in 30 days, when do those first classes need to happen? Within one calendar month. So if I sign them up on the 25th, I'm not gonna schedule the first class on the 29th. I'm gonna schedule it on the first of the month and we're gonna target that 30 day period to go elite in. Um, if their goal is 60 days, then I might only do one class in their first month, and I might do um, three classes in their second month. So I might use the first month to ramp up to a heavy um, sharing month in, the, in, the second, uh, in their second 30 days, right? Days 30 through 60. So um, this, is, um, this is how we launch. Um, I'm gonna use the share guide to walk them through how to share samples, how to invite people to classes. It's got incredible scripts in there. Um, I'm not gonna go too deep into the launch guide because um, like you said in the comment, um, it, it could be overwhelming, it might be intimidating. But a lot of people just need the peace of mind that the guidebook is there. The training manual is in place and they can refer to it if they want to go deeper. So um, that's pretty much the process we use for launching builders. Um, um, start with the, and, and 
I, you know, it goes without saying, but in the build guide, I'm going to take them through the, the um, comp plan. I'm going to ask them which one of these uh, fits their goals, which one of the, the ranks. And then we're going to talk about um, some of their whys. Like on page six, I'm going to talk about what matters most to them. Is it earning more money, um, having time freedom, doing what they love? And then we're going to check the box on page seven for um, if they want to get their product paid for, if they want to supplement their income, or if they want to replace their income. So, um, so that's pretty much the process that we take them through. Um, I think that was all the, the question. Yeah. So um, I would never show them the, the rank guides in a launch meeting because um, that's definitely going to overwhelm them. They don't need to know about, you know, building to, to silver or platinum or presidential diamond, like definitely too much at the wrong, you know, wrong time. So, um, yeah. Um, Gail asked the question. Um, oh, somebody's helping me out. Um, in order to see Empower Success, you have to be logged in. Okay, that makes perfect sense. I think doTERRA is looking for ways to give people just enough information at the right time. And if I'm just casually browsing oils on, on doTERRA's website, do I need to see the Empower Success system? Probably not. So you log in and they say it's at the bottom of the page. Okay, um, so question from Tiffany on Facebook Live. What are your and Natalie's big dream? So um, that is a great question, and I love that you're thinking about goals and dreams. Um, Natalie and I have been talking a lot about that, especially on this trip. Um, so we have more clarity than ever um, about um, empowering homes and raising leaders. And when we say empowering homes, we mean uh, creating a healer in every home. Um, our goal for the next year is to, um, to empower a million more homes. So we currently have 1.4 million team members, uh, that's homes empowered, and we want to reach another million in the next year. Um, in terms of raising leaders, our next goal is um, to have a thousand diamonds. Um, and we've got some really cool things in the works, but that's to us, the rank of diamond represents a certain level of freedom and, and sovereignty and, and empowerment as a leader that's significant. And so um, obviously we can, we can have more than a thousand leaders um, that aren't diamonds, but, but that's, that's a specific tangible measurable goal that we have for the next year. Um, great question. Um, Christine on Facebook Live asks, um, what are your uh, best book recommendations for new members? Um, so when you say new members, um, that could mean new customers or new builders. So um, if it's a customer, I'm gonna focus on one of the reference guides, right? Essential Life, Modern Essentials, that's the only book that matters. Um, if we're talking about new builders, 
Um, I'm going to go to the launch guide and look for the recommended books on that first spread. Um, we have spent years and years, you know, reviewing books, uh, talking to other leaders and what made it into the empowered success system is that recommended list. Um, I don't have that in front of me right now. I think the first, um, um, the, the first book list in launch is, um, oh, it's not the big leap. It's, um, oh gosh, I'm drawing a total blank. Um, it's the Olson book, um, about the compound effect of doing small things. I'd, I'd have to go back to the launch guide, but just look in each of the guides and every single one has a book list. Just, you know, each one has two to four books. So start there. Um, okay. Next question from Elaine. What does it look like to you and Natalie to create a culture of trust? What are some concrete steps towards that? Um, I think the top tip for how, what that looks like is simply um, being vulnerable yourself. Um, and that looks like sharing your stories that aren't so pretty. The times when things didn't go perfectly, when you fell flat on your face. Um, what that looks like is when, if you're in the arena and you're face down, <clears throat> being okay, to share that with others. Um, I think social media has created this um, culture of I only show up when I, my life looks put together. You know, when I'm, when my hair's done, when I'm um, in perfect shape, then I can share my journey. But being vulnerable is being willing to, to share when it doesn't look great. Um, it also means um, when things are going um, not so great, um, just having a candid conversation, you know, reaching out to a, a builder and saying, hey, um, I know that volume is down this month. Um, it's down across the whole company. And, um, you know, frankly, I don't have answers, but I'm open to um, any solution. Um, can we talk? Can we, you know, can we take a look at what's not going well, what's not working and not just in you, but in me, like what, what part of my playing in volume being down or people dropping rank or uh, leaders quitting, um, whatever that, you know, imperfect world looks like. Um, that's the, um, that's what vulnerability looks like to, to us. Um, Dare to Lead has list after list of tangible ways that you can create that culture of trust. So um, I'm not gonna try to do a summary of her book, but just dive deep in that book and read it and reread it. It's an uh, excellent, excellent read. Um, Sandra asks the term pre-qualify. Um, I can't remember how I use that, but um, pre-qualified just means um, like screening leads. So um, 
I'm not going to put all of my hopes and dreams on my aunt, you know, Susan, um, to be my next builder. If she's never said she wants to build, if she's never hosted a class and she has, you know, a bridge club and that's it. So pre-qualify means, um, they're committed, they're capable, they've, um, scheduled and hosted classes. Um, so that's one example of what pre-qualify means. Um, okay. Claire from Facebook live, how do you empower your builders to transition into being a leader as they move through the ranks? Uh, great question. So empowering builders, um, in the very beginning, it just means that you don't do everything for them. I guess that's what it means all along the way. Um, so, you know, their first steps are hosting a class. Um, so empowering them means letting them do some inviting, let, letting them do some of the teaching and letting them be present at the enrollment process so they can watch. Um, but empowering means letting them take the reins um, as quickly as possible. So you shouldn't be teaching the class for them more than, you know, two to four times. Um, on average, I'd say one to two is, is healthy. So empowering them at the first step means letting go of the reins. The same is true at um, each of the following ranks. So let's say I'm, I'm a platinum and I really want my silvers to um, take ownership and to lead their teams. So let's say I hold business trainings on a monthly basis as a platinum. Um, empowering those leaders means letting them help organize those trainings, letting them be key presenters at those trainings. If I've got a team call or a team Facebook page, it means giving them ownership of those. So they might do um, a, a webinar in that Facebook group once a month, or they might be um, a feature, you know, basically your role, the further you go down the road, is to simply build a stage. You become a platform builder where they can own their voice and, and be their brilliance. And so it becomes less about, um, <clears throat> about you doing it for them and more about um, helping them get to the next stretch. So getting put just outside their comfort zone so that they can um, rise up and, and do the hard things they need to do. Um, so, um, I mean, if you look through the, the empowered success guides, that's, that's the whole framework, right? It's about building belief. It's all about the, the, um, belief summit and, and what steps you can do to empower your team at each of those levels. So, um, I do a deep dive into the, um, rank guides and, um, and it gives you really concrete ideas for how to empower your builders. Okay. Daniela, um, coming back to launching, how long do you do the things for with them? A lot of people are asking me to go and meet with their prospects, do their classes, and it goes for a, a long time. Um, how do I stop that and get them to empower themselves and take charge? I love that dream. 
Awesome. Um, yes, you are going to be one of our diamonds soon. So, um, I think it starts from the very first conversation. Um, so when, when we teach a class, we give a sample of what sharing looks like and what building looks like. Sharing might just be hosting classes um, and sharing casually. Uh, when, when we talk about building a business, we talk about doing what you're doing. So I might say, um, you know, building a, your own pipeline, building a doTERRA uh, business <clears throat> means that you're teaching classes just like I'm doing right now. It means meeting with people about their, their goals and mentoring and coaching them. So from the very, very get-go, you're, you're painting a picture of passing the baton and, and delegating to them the same things that you're currently doing. Um, then when we have a lifestyle overview and we talk about building again, I'm going to give a little more detail about what that looks like. Um, and then if, if they say, I want to build a business, we're going to get really clear. And, and, uh, the, I mean, the build guide, the launch guide, they spell that out in really clear terms, what it looks like to, um, to share the load. And so it's, there, there are no surprises. You're not waiting until their premiere and you're having to say, hey, are you ready to, to host your own classes? Um, it's setting those expectations early on and, and giving them empowerment. So maybe you're in a place where you have done a lot for them. Maybe you've, you've taught you know, too many classes in your, um, by this definition. Is it too late? Is it too late to go back and um, renegotiate your, your agreements? Um, absolutely not. Um, so um, the way that you want to position that is that, that you're giving them something by empowering them, not that you're taking it away. I've heard some leaders say, hey, I'm launching new teams and I don't have time for you anymore, so you're on your own. That's, that's the takeaway approach, and it's not the healthy kind of takeaway approach. Um, the empowering way to do that is to say, um, I'm super excited about um, helping you grow to the next level. And so um, in order for you to grow, we get to um, give you the space to step into leadership, to step into um, managing your, your team, um, hosting your own classes, teaching your own classes. Um, and that's, um, that's super exciting for these and these reasons. And then talk about how, um, how when you got stretched, I mean, the, the thing to remember is all of us went through this process and it might've been so long for you, Danny, that, that it's hard to remember. But the more you can go back to that space when you had to teach your own class for the first time, like really be vulnerable and share why that was hard, um, why it was uncomfortable so they can relate to you, but also what the upsides were. Um, and then talk about why um, that stretch got you to the next level. Why um, being the leader of your team 
gave you um, so much um, a sense of, of control of your future, right? Like you didn't have to depend on anyone really, um, even though you have a beautiful upline and, and amazing partners, um, taking control of your business, what did that give you? And, and what are the upsides? So I think um, it's never too late to renegotiate your, um, your agreements, um, but, but do it in, in the light of what they have to gain and not what they'd be losing. Um, Facebook Live question from Chantel. What is the process for replacing someone in a key spot who isn't placing their 100 PV LRP? Oh boy. Um, so if that person is willing to give up their position, then they just sign the termination agreement and then you can put a brand new person. So um, I think you can actually move a customer from someone else somewhere else into that position if they're upgrading to a wellness advocate or you can enroll a brand new wellness advocate into that position. So you would just turn in the termination agreement with that new and email it into um, doTERRA and that's the process. Um, if the person's not willing to give their position, then um, that's, I don't know, I think um, another way that um, you can help someone uh, move out of a key position is you can enroll a new wellness advocate on their front line. And then if they agree to it, the, the person in the key position, if they agree to it, they can do an account swap. So they're not, not an account swap, but they, they can swap position, swap placements. So um, this person now, is in that spot and that person is in this spot. So that's um, another way. Um, if they're not ready to fully terminate, that's another way to um, get them to, um, to, to replace someone in that position. Oh yeah, the book I was thinking about earlier is The Slide Edge, Jeff Olson, thank you. Okay, Charlotte from Facebook Live. Uh, tips for not losing heart when your builders have stopped taking action or even engaging in support groups, citing life being so busy, etc. I feel like I'm climbing a mountain solo rather than linking arms with teammates. So how many of you can relate to this? Um, people get busy, life happens, um, and they uh, stop taking action. So uh, the good news is, um, Who's in control of your life? Um, you are. You are the author of your life story and you're the creator of, of your reality. So um, if people are um, needing a break, then um, um, there's, there's two things that I would suggest. One, is create the energy that, that you feel is lacking. So um, if they're not engaging in the support group, um, ask yourself the question, am I bringing my highest and best energy to this group? Am I creating the momentum there that they would want to be a part of? Um, if they're just saying that life is too busy, 
um, could it be that doTERRA is not meeting the needs that, um, that are the, the loudest and greatest for them right then? Because um, it could be that doTERRA was maybe exciting or meeting some social needs for a period, and, um, and now it's not. So the more you can stay in tune with these builders and what their unmet needs are, the, the better you're gonna be able to keep them engaged. So, um, so I guess my, my first tip is create the energy and my second tip is um, stay in tune with their unmet needs. Um, the, I guess the third tip is you don't have to be a victim to them stepping out. If you find a new builder and maybe they're, they're not frontline material, you can always place them on this team and, and you can create the momentum yourself. So um, that's the powerful thing about our compensation plan is we can place people anywhere we want in our teams. And with that, we can control our destiny. So sometimes that can help uh, inspire some of the momentum that we're looking for too. So great question. Uh, Sandra asks, how do you handle it when you have a frontline leader that doesn't do any of the business stuff and sometimes doesn't even order 100 um, PV? Um, I think we've talked about that. Um, don't treat them like um, they somehow owe it to you to engage in the business or do an LRP. Um, keep in mind that it's our job to um, to lead from the front. Um, the thing that I'm seeing a lot across doTERRA is um, leaders are stepping back from creating excitement about the product and about the lifestyle and it's having a massive ripple effect. So I think that's the biggest question that you can ask yourself is, am I um, leading my own health in a way that's magnetic and high energy, high vibe. Because um, at the end of the day, we are a product company and 85% of our volume is, is from customers. So if we're not making that kind of um, energy happen, then um, it's probably not gonna last. Um, Okay, looks like that's a comment. Oh, we've got a question in the Q&A. Okay. Um, so the question is, if a new builder has 25 hours a week to commit and wants to grow as fast as possible, what pace would you guide her to? My concern is I don't want her to burn out. Of course, excited for her too. Want to know anything is possible for her. She has a huge why. So let's go ahead and pop back to the handy dandy build guide. So if somebody has 25 hours a week to commit to, then that would fit in this category of replacing your income. So I love these pie charts right here because they show just exactly what, what's needed in, ter in terms of time investment um, to build to these levels. So if somebody has 25 hours a week, um, you know, it's reasonable that they could follow this track 
and be elite in a month, silver in two to three months, diamond in one to three years. Um, so I would, I would guide them to this section right here and show them the kind of results they would need in terms of enrollments to, to sustain that and to hit these goals. Um, the, the question about burnout, um, people, um, 25 hours a week is not, I mean, I don't know what their life looks like, but if this is what they're doing for work, 25 hours a week shouldn't burn them out. Um, if they're trying to do a full-time job and raise eight kids and do this 25 hours a week, then I could see your, your concern. Um, I would just have frank conversations about what it takes and um, what your experience has been. Um, so I wouldn't tell them that, that with 25 hours, they're gonna hit um, you know, silver their first month. Um, I would help them manage their expectations and, um, and just be realistic. <clears throat> um, so, and then in terms of burnout, I think we can all do a better job of modeling self-care uh, to prevent burnout. Rather than waiting until people um, burn the candle at both ends and they're completely fried, we can create a culture of self-care. And, and we do that by, again, leading from the front, modeling what it looks like to take time to go work out, to go meditate, to do whatever it is that fills your cup. Uh, maybe it's yoga, maybe it's reading, maybe it's um, going to have you know, a girl's night um, and just going out with your friends. Um, burnout's real. And, um, and so be the, the leader that models what that looks like to, um, to have healthy self-care and avoid the burnout in the first place. Um, okay, a question from Rosie. How's it going, Rosie? How do you and Natalie foster higher levels of engagement of your builders and true builders we're talking about here? Um, gosh, engagement is, is really about um, that same pie chart. Um, I kind of want to pull up the screen to show what that looks like. Um, so the more you get to know people, um, the more familiar you're going to get with their emotional landscape. And, um, <clears throat> I mean, we've got, we've got builders who this is their only source of income and they're like, everything is on the line with their doTERRA business. So if they don't have a clear path in doTERRA, then they're not going to stay engaged and they're going to go find a job and they're going to, um, they're going to check out. Um, so staying really close to them is, I mean, I can't even tell you how, how crucial that is. Um, it's, it's all about, um, being in tune with them. Um, sometimes that means, um, staying close to them, even when they're taking a break from doTERRA. Um, I think I've told the story about one of our, 
builders, they, they had three children on their path to diamond. And so the husband stayed engaged, but the, the wife needed a, um, a couple years to focus on kiddos and being the best mom on the planet. And, and so we don't, you know, we, we don't try to change that or force something different. We just um, love them up and support them wherever they are. Uh, looks like we've got a question from Trish. Um, let's see if we can bring you on live. Hey, Trish, can you hear us? Maybe they dropped off. I actually am here. I just had to uh, allow something. I, was, I wasn't right there. Uh, thank you. It's wonderful to hear everything. You're helping so much. And I wanted to add, um, maybe you could talk to my situation. Uh, I'm a retired person who has like the mental energy to do doTERRA. And, but I also have to honor my retirement. Does that make sense? I've worked so hard for decades and decades. How can I best lead my builders? Because I'm willing to be engaged enough to do that, to really support as much as I can. And, and I think, you know, once I've had a few time, uh, some time to take care of some life issues, I've had a spouse pass and just take care of just everything. I, you know, like, well, not everything, that's ridiculous. So you never take care of everything. But once I've been able to do some of the things that are facing me, then I can be more engaged in actually building the customer base myself. I'm actually relatively decent at it. How do I help my builders now build, find customers? How do, they, how do they best find customers by experiences that you are experiencing? Wow. Well, first of all, congratulations on, on retiring. And um, uh, sounds like you've, you've had some big life changes. And so sending you lots of love for, for those transitions. Um, <clears throat> so the question is, um, how do I help my builders find customers? Is that right? Well, yes, especially under the circumstance of, of being only really more a sharer myself. I share and I support. And, and so I'm not really building, you know, so I mean, it's almost like there's not a booklet for me. And, and I've all these years that I've, I've been with doTERRA for 10 years now, or no, excuse me, eight years. Um, and um, started to, you know, have people under me after about maybe the first year or so. Uh, but I always reached out to people to help me fill my own order. So I would see if my sister wanted oils or my friends. And over time, each and every single one of those people now have a doTERRA account and order as an LRP every month. It's an amazing way to build when you weren't building, if you know what I mean. It was just asking people if they wanted to have some oils at either my wholesale and I would keep my points or with um, perhaps I would give someone a 15% discount and, and, and both have turned out and both have actually lent builders. So, I mean, so there are builders on, under me and I want to best support them. And so I think that one of the things they find most difficult is how to find, especially if you're not doing something with Facebook or something like that, how do you locally recommend getting in front of people? Well, that's a fantastic question. And it sounds to me like um, everything you've done um, worked. 
I mean, you've, you've, uh, you've introduced people to the oils and, and shared the lifestyle. And um, you might not think of yourself as a builder, but you are. Um, so it might have started, you might have started out as a sharer, but um, you've helped them get their own accounts. And um, so welcome to being a builder. Um, Thank you. And, and I'll tell you, it's not only wonderful to because being part of doTERRA means I'm involved with people like yourself. Thank you so much. And all of the leaders that come and teach us. And I've, I've been fortunate because even though I was working insane 60 hour weeks while I was first in doTERRA, I was able to tune in in the mornings to Elise Shedevy for years, like awesome. two, two, different, two different calls. And I've been able to listen to you and Natalie for years. And can you imagine all of just the life growth that comes of that? I know. It's, uh, it's the Laura only- Jacobs. Laura Jacobs is I- my upline. Yes. So, you know, I, and yet we're, we're distant from all these people. There's after Laura, then there's kind of like, you know, a number of people who aren't as involved as you and Natalie. Oh. Uh-huh. And, and so, you know, we don't have anybody local helping us, you know, ha- you know get that, get those meetings going and whatnot. Right. And I was too, yeah, too busy as a worker and now yet newly retired enough that I'm still too busy as a retiree to, to jump in and do that. Yeah, I love what you're saying. Um, doTERRA is the only opportunity that I know of where you can basically get a college degree while creating a six-figure income. Yes. Um, it's, it's really amazing the amount of product education, uh, personal development, and most of it is free. It's just amazing the, the, the value proposition for doing this as a business. So uh, back to your question, um, I, I would just go back to um, the same things that you did when, when you got started. Um, it's, it's all about um, starting your names list you know, in the build guide and, yes. and helping your um, sharers or builders do the same thing. So if they've got a goal and, and you help them make a plan, um, that plan is always going to start with asking the question, whose lives do you want to change? So yes. I, I think um, it's, it's really that simple. Um, and, you know, we used to have um, a names list that even helped you start to separate your customers from your potential builders yes uh, keep it simple just start with this this names list whose lives do you want to change um, the share guide is um, like I said earlier an, an excellent way to start thinking about um, how to connect do I want to engage them into a class or a one-on-one um, here's some ways to talk to them um, the top section is about the the product this blue section is about how to talk to them about the business and then it's, you know, it's the exact same thing that you've been doing. It's, it's just sharing your passion about the product and then um, inviting them to learn more and, and take the next steps. So it feels like you've, you've got it dialed in because you're doing it. Um, it's just a matter of engaging your builders to do the same thing. All right. Thank you so much. It, it's, um, I love all the guides are all so meaningful and they're so the perfect way, you know, those of us who have been around for a long time have seen these develop. And we know that those of you who have developed them have worked very hard doing it and been very succinct about it. it they are amazing. They're an incredible offering for anyone who's looking to do even part-time work or be a strong builder. 
they are amazing guides. If you follow them, they work. That's true. They're, they're tried and tested. And it's not just one person's ideas. This is the collective of all the top leaders in doTERRA come together. So thank you. Thank you so much, Trish. Appreciate your call. Okay, it looks like we have um, maybe time for one last question. So uh, Danny's asking, what would you do with a builder from your team that stopped building with doTERRA, started building with another essential oil MLM, and still has an account with doTERRA in a key position, and is prospecting people from my team? Um, well, I'm guessing you don't have any energy, any negative vibes around this, that you have perfectly clear, clean energy. I'm just kidding, of course. I'm, I'm guessing that you're highly triggered by this, as um, most, many of us would be. Um, so I think, um, again, it, it comes down to connecting, um, like having a sit down long conversation with them and just saying, you know, let's talk about what, what it is that you're feeling drawn to, where are you feeling cold? What's, uh, what are your goals? What do you want to accomplish? And, um, and then asking, what can I do to support you? Um, because if, if you truly prove your, your commitment to them and, and your love and your connection, and if that commitment is, is authentic, then the chances are good that they're going to say, um, you know what, I am actually really committed to this other, or they might switch back to being committed to doTERRA, w whatever the case might be, if you can help them see the fork in the road and choose, um, like really choose their path, then it'll be clear. Um, I mean, you could come to them with this heavy hand that says, hey, um, the contract you signed with doTERRA says you can't build um, another team, uh, another MLM at the same time, you can't cross recruit. That would be um, a really good way to alienate them. Um, the fact is she has signed that contract, but, but if instead you can really come to where they are, really connect with them and, and really get to know where they are, then it's gonna be really clear. And if they say, you know what, I'm really committed to this over here, then the question is, um, we need to make a plan to take care of your team um, because it looks like your commitment is elsewhere. So what, um, you know, I have some ideas in place, but ask them, what are your ideas for how we can best take care of your uh, old doTERRA team? So um, clear is kind, unclear is unkind. And uh, what I'm learning more and more is that um, kind does not necessarily mean nice. Kind is about saying what needs to be said and not worrying about how people feel. So first, recommit to the relationship first. Um, truly show up in a space of, I wanna serve you and I'm highly committed to serving my doTERRA team. So, um, get in their world, find out where they, where they want to go and uh, help them get there. Awesome. Well, we are out of time and I'm so grateful for the time that we have had. Thank you for joining me today. Um, we'll look forward to connecting again next week. Thanks so much.